You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Never great at keeping to my notes, okay? And because um, the Holy Spirit could do anything and normally does, okay? And uh, in fact, why not? I was speaking in, in Bogota, is that say, yeah, Bogota, Colombia, uh, last Sunday, and uh, just to prove that God can do anything he wants, you don't actually give the altar call there. The altar call happens when the people get so flipping fired up. They've actually got people standing over there with these huge ropes to stop you coming down the aisle. And they've got two men on each side of the ropes holding them like this to stop you from breaking into the altar, which the altar, incidentally, the altar has the capacity for 10,000 people. And uh, it's just unbelievable. You're not even ready for the altar call (laughs) and suddenly they break through the ropes and they're on the altar and you haven't quite finished. So God can do whatever he wants. People are getting healed, miraculously healed. And uh, that, that was just the experience of a lifetime, just to be quietly honest with you. I mean, um, I, I t- just before I got up, I said, man, Lord, the worship is unbelievable here. How many people do we actually have in the building? And uh, he leaned over to me and he said, oh, I think today we've got 35,000. <laughs> Get ready for what God, there's revival happening across the planet, guys. And never, ever... Never, ever settle for this is it. God's always got more. This book is consistently about the best is yet to come and God's got more. And just when they thought it was over, when they nailed him to the cross, it was just the beginning of a miracle revival across the planet. Here we are right now, just over 2,000 years down the track from that, and Jesus is still Lord. He's still ruling and reigning. He's still a creative, miracle-working God. Miracles are still happening. And if you're here this morning, you don't believe in miracles too late because you're looking at me, and I am a living, walking miracle, as are all of you, incidentally. In fact, if you don't think you're a miracle, if you're getting a little bit mundane about life, your next breath is a miracle, okay? Your next breath. Never take it for granted. Your next breath is a miracle. It's so, so cool that God gives us everything we are. You might not even be right with God this morning. You might feel like you're a failure, out of place, but He still loves you enough to give you your next breath, to give you the light of this day, and to give you the opportunities that will break through in this day and never, ever be in too much of a hurry to get there. I meet so many people. I'm actually 65 now, believe it or not. I don't feel 65. I feel like two 30-year-olds. And uh, in fact, I think sometimes I'm more energetic than two 30-year-olds, sadly to say. So many people get caught in the mundane of life and believe that this is it and there's nothing else. But I want to tell you, God will always come through with his promise. When I was laying on a bed paralyzed from the neck down after a quad bike accident and they're telling me it's over, it's finished, it's, yeah, you're never going to do anything. You've got to be real. That's why I love your word. You've got to be real careful what you listen to because you start letting that get into your head. You start letting that get into your chatterbox and it's telling you you're finished, you're a loser, it's over. Then you get this happening and you get the word of God happening around you. 
and you get a wife who's fired up enough to come in and read it to you. And then you start to get faith again and you start to believe, hang on, what am I listening to? This book declares that if God be for us, what can be against us? And whatever it is this morning, cancer, cancer, para, 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 what is it called? Paralysis, sorry, paralysis, um, pain, all of that has to bow to the name of Jesus, all of it. There's none of it that has victory in our lives. It all has to bow to the name of Jesus. That's, that's what the cross is about. That's why today we're here celebrating Easter, which I went to your show last night, which was absolutely. Uh, Summer, if you had anything to do with that, that was outstanding. That's the best thing I've ever seen. I came a couple of years ago, but this was it. That was, I loved your music. <laughs> and, and I invited two people who have never been to church in their life and uh, who may be listening to this service right now. So what an honour. And um, it was just an honour to have Jordan and Haley there. And uh, I only met them a little while ago and uh, up in LA. And uh, I said, man, you've got to be here. And uh, they came along and they, he just sent me a text actually while I'm sitting right there and said, thank you so much for last night. Sorry, we could not make it this morning. And uh, they were going to come and hear the message. But I tell you what, get ready for them to be, a, I don't know which one they'll be a part of, but whatever, part of whatever is happening in the city, okay? So God's on the throne. And, and my message today, I think I gave my message a title, I can't remember. Uh, what have they heard? I'm pretty sure it's what, is it up here? There we go. What have they heard? The only reason that this place is not jam-packed this morning is because so many people have heard the wrong message of what we're about. And sadly, so sadly to say, we're often better known for what we're against than what we're for. We're often known that we're against this, we're anti this, we're, we're, we're not happy with that, but friend, very few know what we're for. And I'm for the power of a holy God turning up in your life, visiting you in your pain, disappointment, suffering, and bringing life to you wherever you are, healing you, giving you victory in your marriage, giving you hope for the future, giving you dreams in the night that'll unlock possibilities in your world. I'm into a God with whom all things are truly possible because if God is for you, nothing can be against you. And when we start believing that, when when we start living that, when we start living on the edge of faith, then we start to inherit what he's done for us. And so they turned up last night because they said, this is, what they, this is literally what he said to me. I haven't met anybody like you who calls themselves a Christian. Now, that's, that's not a condemnation. It's just unfortunate that there's so much religion out there that would block off. And I want to know what have they heard or what will they hear from you this week or what will unlock the possibilities in their world or what will reveal the living Christ to them. And I believe that Easter is the greatest opportunity to share a message that we serve a risen Christ. He's not a dead Christ. He is alive and well today. And if it looks impossible, then I want to tell you my Bible declares that it can happen and will. Yeah. Get excited about it. I think half the time we're not excited enough about it, to be honest with you. Anyway, I love this. I love this, what you're doing in here. This is a great... What I was going to tell you, because I'm going to get totally off the track, if my message were one word today, 
Just one word, you can write this down. This might be the only night you get. (laughs) If my message were one word today, it'd be contagious. Contagious. In fact, I would have loved to give it that title, to be honest with you. What have they heard is pretty boring, in my opinion, but contagious. I love it. If it were a sentence this morning, you've got to get contagious. You've got to catch it. I'm like a living virus, bird flu or some other, Ebola or whatever you get for Jesus, that wherever I turn up, the presence of God turns up. That wherever we're involved, wherever we participate, I'm talking the secular world or the Christian world on an aeroplane, whatever we do, God should turn up where we are because we should be contagious with passion with what God's done in our life. And finally, if I made it a paragraph of some sort this morning, I think I'd make it, can you help me out here, Summer? I think I'd make it... uh, You can't be contagious until you are infected. And and let me tell you right now, we are infected. Well, I am. I hope you are. You may be visiting this morning, but you would have got it if you went to the show last night. I'm infected by the life-changing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I've had a blood transfusion. When I got born again, the Bible says that I am a new creation. I am brand new. The old Don McDonnell, gone. The new Don McDonnell, right here standing before you today with blood flowing through my veins. That's not what it used to be, but it's the blood and the power of a living God who recreated me in His image. And we've got everything going for us when we have God for us. So what's flowing through your life this morning? What's flowing through your mind? What's flowing through your spirit? Because I want to tell you right now that I have been infected by the life-changing, powerful, victorious, healing, breakthrough, chain-breaking blood of the Lamb. His name is Jesus Christ. And uh, I encourage you, that's my paragraph So you might have got all the notes you got this morning. You might have got them right there. But let me tell you, it works every time. And that's why, what have they heard? What have they heard? What have they heard? What did the guy who was hanging on the cross next to Jesus, what had he heard? What had he heard? What was it that this criminal, this man who was was condemned to death because of his behaviour and his life, And yet he's hanging there this day beside the awesome King of Kings and Lord of Lords, nailed to the cross, our Saviour. And he looks across at him. And because he's heard that he's a Saviour, because he's heard that he's died, he's not one bit guilty. And he says to the other guy on the cross, why would you judge him? He has done nothing wrong. What had he heard? Someone had delivered a message to him. And he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, to him in his pain, in his shortcoming, in his failure, in his condemnation, Jesus still says, today you'll be with me in paradise. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever you're at, today is your day. Today is your day. I'm an evangelist. I travel all over the world. I've just, like I said, I've just been into Bogota. Um, I wanted to have a look around. We're quite involved in missions. I've never been there, but we're involved in missions in Bogota. 
And uh, it's amazing, you know, I said before, don't be in too much. God gave me a word in the night for somebody here. And here it is. And it's in Samuel, the book of Samuel. And it's, 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 it's a toilet story, actually. And uh, David's threatened by King Saul. He's going to be taken out by King Saul. And David and his men are hiding in a cave. And Saul goes, King Saul goes into the cave to relieve himself, I think the Bible says. And he goes into the cave. And while he's relieving himself in the most vulnerable position you could ever be, incidentally, in a very vulnerable position, and David's men say, take him now. Take him now. And I've come today for one person here who needs to hear this. And I believe God, and God showed, because David went up. Remember, David could have taken him in that moment. He could have taken him. Most vulnerable position he's ever been in. He was exposed. He was, he, he, he was unaware. Oh boy, we could change the whole message and just preach on that. Guard what you've got. Guard what you've got. He was so chilled out, unaware of his circumstances. He wasn't looking after his Versace jacket. He wasn't looking up. David sneaks up. Instead of killing him, he cuts the corner off an expensive coat. And he takes it back to his men and he says, they're like, why didn't you kill him? You had the chance right there to take him out. And David turns to his men and he says, here's what I got, the corner of his jacket. Don't cut corners. Somebody need to hear that today. I really believe God. I asked God, what's that? He said, someone in that meeting needs to hear today not to cut corners in their life. You know, we are so anticipating tomorrow. We are so impatient sometimes. I've been impatient for years, but I've kept holding on to the mundane, my faith in God through the trials, through the temptations, through the difficulty, just hung on, stayed true to the course. Even when other people are doing amazing things who some of them are not even there today, but they were doing things that I wished I was there, but I just wanted to remain faithful to the call of God, just faithful to his voice. And I believe God saying to someone this morning, just to get right off track from my message, be faithful to the voice of God. The greatest thing you'll ever hear in your life is the sweet sounding heavenly voice of a saviour. He might be speaking to you this morning. He might be saying to you this morning, today's the day. Today's the day to leave your past behind and come into a new day. He might be saying to you today that you can unshackle yourself from every pain and every disappointment and leave it behind today and step into a new life that I've got for you because I won it for you on Calvary. He might be saying to you today that your difficulties and your, your situations that are pulling you this way with temptation, He might be saying to you today, friend, refocus and get your centre back on the living Saviour because He will guide you into all truth, all victory. And my Bible says to me that the truth is what sets me free. Not an experience, not some nice little situation over here, but the truth will set you free. And I love the truth. And I love the fact that Jesus is the truth who sets us free. Oh, it's so cool, I tell you. I, I, was, I was talking about just Bogota. The other day I got, um, I was hanging out with uh, one of the leaders of the church. Just a, an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. You, you never know what you're doing. Like, don't, don't cut corners. Stay true to the cause. True to the call. Uh, and, and I just say that because a young girl came down two years ago, came to our church. And uh, all she wanted, I love the fact that you guys are having a Holy Spirit night. Like I'm like, yeah! 
So many churches have left the Holy Spirit clean out of it. Like we're doing church without the Holy Spirit all over the world. It's just bore the life out of you, I tell you. You'd be better off to go down to a graveyard and read the titles on a lot of graves. And some of them are more inspiring than a church without the Holy Spirit. Truth, truth, truth. And, uh, and uh, so I love that. But anyway, um, where was I going with this? Uh, anyway, the, the Holy Spirit was leading us and guiding us. And... Um, Anyway, we got invited to go out with one of the leaders. Oh, no, I was talking about this girl who came to our church. The reason she came to our church, sorry, sorry. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just get me back on course. Otherwise, you guys would have missed this whole situation. Um, um, and she came to our church and uh, she said, look, I've been all over Auckland looking for a church that just has the power of the Holy Spirit moving. And, uh, and uh, we're right into it. I just love the moving of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so she made Inspire her home. And a beautiful young woman, Valentina's her name, comes from Colombia. And uh, so we looked after she became one of our, in fact, from day one, she was so fired up that just, just give, her, give her grace, give her an opportunity, put her in, in, a, in a place of power and authority. And there she was, full of the Holy Spirit. Anyway, you'd never, ever know it, would you? So this girl becomes a part of our church. I just knew, she, all I know her as Valentina from Colombia. Anyway, I rock up in Colombia. This is like four years, five years after that. This is why be consistent with the voice of God and the call in your life. So I rock up in Colombia like five years after that. And, uh, and I get up and I speak on a Sunday morning and, and uh, which is an honour and a privilege untold. It's a dream you have, you know, to sort of speak to a crowd that you can't even see. And, uh, and they're just watching you all the way back there. I don't know, it must be like half a mile back. There are buses literally driving into church, buses driving into the building and dropping people off by the hundreds. It's just the most incredible experience. And you're just speaking in the middle of all that crazy carry on. They're on their feet, they're screaming and yelling. You just got to say one sentence. You don't get to say a lot. You just say one sentence and they're on their feet and just rock. You can hear it all the way back there. And uh, anyway, after the message, a guy comes up to me and he says, you know why you're here, don't you? And... Uh, and of course, you've got guards and you've got all kind of crazy stuff going on. For, and, and he comes up with a couple of security people and shows me a photo of a young woman. And he says, do you know this young woman? And I said, are you kidding me? That's Valentina. And he says, that's my daughter. And he said, you treated my daughter with incredible favour in New Zealand and uh, looked after her when she was thousands of miles away from home. That's why you're here today. You never know what you're going to unlock in your life. You never know what you're... What have they heard? What have they heard? See, it's, it's not just what you say, it's what you do. A lot of people think if I say the right words, that'll kill it. But no, it's your actions. The Bible says faith without works is nothing. It means zippity doo It's what you're doing with your life. It's how much do you love people? It's how much do you care? It's, the reality is that today in our todays, well, we've just had a tragedy, as you know, in New Zealand. 
great tragedy. 50 people gunned down and our nation's gone into chaos since that day, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Because we live in a nation and one of our, our, our most known, famous TV presenters has been coming on television and all he can say, and you can see that he's stressed to the absolute max, and he's been going time and time and time again, and he's becoming, and he's coming on there and saying, how can we be saved? I mean, my God, that's what Easter's all about. He's coming, how can we? Our nation has turned into one of the most secular nations in the world. We've got posters. I, I, I sent a couple of photos of some of the posters that we've got up around our city. I don't know whether we can see one of those right now. There, in the beginning, man created God. There's probably no God. Now stop worrying and enjoy your life. That's, that's a statement in New Zealand right now. We've said we do not need God. What was the other one? There's one more there. Thank you to the media. Too. Oh, that's a better one. Stick with that. Um, that's my beautiful wife, Julia, who's unfortunately not here with me. And uh, I'm the handsome, unshaved person beside her. But anyway, that's us. And, but there's another one of another, another one of those things they put up. Oh, that's my family, okay? Thank you, guys. And... Uh, that's my family. That's kind of my immediate family. You've got my eldest son at the back. Well, he is my eldest son now. My, my eldest son, unfortunately, got killed 10 years ago. Here's the one I'm after. Man, you made that family one go away quick. <laughs> Not interested? That's what missionaries used to do. Remember when the missionary, I don't know if anybody's that old, but missionaries used to come to your church and they'd show these slideshows, you know, and you'd be like... <laughs> And you'd be gone, you know. But anyway, here we go. Good without God, over one million Kiwis are. And the reality is, we think that it's about good behaviour, which is why our nation right now, we think that mankind can be good enough to rule a nation with the love that would care for people and make people's lives okay. But without God, there's no hope, friend. And we're trying to say in New Zealand, so we live in a, in a so pray for New Zealand. We seriously need your prayer because we live in a nation right now that's pushing God out the back. In our schools that right now, they're teaching, get away, um, stay away. This is what they're teaching right across our school education system right now stay away from the God botherers stay away from the God botherers they'll make you feel bad and they're teaching all our little kids stay away from the God botherers and I want to tell you right now the only answer for New Zealand right now is Jesus Christ the King of Kings the Lord of Lords and we will preach that and we will declare that because the only answer what can save us his name is Jesus that's what Easter's all about Anyway, I was telling you about Bogota and just to stay a little bit on course today. So he says to me, and you're coming with me tomorrow, I'm a senator in uh, parliament of Bogota and we're shifting this place into a Christian nation. And he said, I want you to come into the House of Representatives and into the main parliament rooms and pray over the government of, of Colombia. Friend, you never know. What have they heard? What have they heard, friend? Let me challenge you again. What have they heard? Because it's so significant, it's so important. Uh, let me read you a little letter that I've got here. I brought this along just for what have they heard. You know, I'm, I'm a huge, I love texting. I love the, the, the opportunity we have today with, with uh, what do you call all that stuff? It's, yeah, social media, social media, thank you. 
I love social media because what an opportunity just to share the gospel, just to encourage people like you were saying this morning, one word. I send out a word of encouragement to every person on my phone, which is two and a half thousand of them every week. And uh, I send that message out just to encourage them, just to upload. Because like you said, when you encourage one person, it encourages you because it all bounces back because it's the seeds you sow. Anyway, and you know how people have phones and then they ditch them and then I don't know how that all works, but they end up with a different number and you end up with a wrong number. And I've been sending these texts out and I got this message the other day from a young girl and I think it's so incredible. Well, not the other day, I should say three months ago because the circumstances totally changed now into a miracle and a miracle with her life being transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. Anyway, here, here went the letter, and uh, sorry, the, the text that came back to me. Hi, Don and Julia. For the past couple of months, I've been receiving these strange text messages from you. <laughs> <clears throat> I just thought I should let you know that I'm not Kevin. <laughs> My name is actually Jalila. And although your messages were intentionally meant for Kevin, I thought I should let you know that receiving your text messages has been the most uplifting and inspiring thing that has ever happened in my life. I feel like I get healed when I read your messages. If you don't mind, you are more than welcome to continue sending me this kind of encouragement. Oh boy. God will use, if we're not going to get it out, if the, if, the, if the people of God are going to not bring a message like, what have they heard? God will use any avenue to bring the truth to people because it's the truth that sets you free. And oh man, it goes on. Um, please continue sending me this kind of encouragement. But if not, then that's okay too. I believe this stuff you are sharing with me is from what you call the Bible. <laughs> it's so cool. So thank you for sharing and spreading what you call the truth. I really appreciate you. Today, as a result of that, Jalila is born again. Now, now you never know what you're unlocking. See, the thing is, mostly we condemn people. We judge people. We're far too quick to judge. If I can just encourage you today, let's be people that see the best, that unlock the opportunity, that unlock the possibilities. No matter what you see, let's unlock the possibilities. Let's unlock a miracle. Instead of looking for the bad, instead of looking for trouble, let's unlock some miracles in people's lives. And I don't know whether this message is making sense to you this morning, friend, but I'll I want to tell you, I live in a world where they haven't heard enough of the love and the truth of God. And if I can encourage you with this message this morning, let's be people that carry a message into our world that sets captives free in Jesus' name. Jesus didn't die on the cross so you could be normal. Jesus didn't die on the cross and rise from the dead so you could be ordinary. Jesus rose from the dead so you could be extraordinary. Jesus rose up from the dead so you could be a walking miracle, power-equipped, Holy Ghost person that unlocks your workplace, that unlocks possibilities and brings power of God into any environment on the earth. And to do it, to do it, you don't have to be weird. Oh, I'm, I, oh well, I don't think I'm weird. I've got, I'll just, just read you this little bit. Uh, this, this is another email I got. Um, Hi, Don. I'm not sure if you remember me, but I just went, wanted to introduce myself. 
<laughs> I'm Karen, and you were the strangest man I ever met. So that, 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 that kind of undermines it a little bit. And that wasn't weird. It was like this girl got healed of cancer through a random meeting in a hotel. And the reason she calls me strange, because I invited myself to breakfast with her and her husband. I met, the, I met them in an elevator. Honestly, we're going down there, you know, everybody's like, mm, you know, and uh, speak up. What have they heard? What have they heard from you? We, and you don't have to be some, some kind of super, super spiritual, some kind of weirdo, because they're mostly weird. Super spiritual people are weird, okay? They, they, they voice off a lot, but mostly it's all bull. And, and just be real, just be who you are. Speak up about the love of God, your experience in God, the reality of God in our world today, and you'll change the world, I guarantee you. Never be intimidated by the thinking of the past or yesteryear, but let's bring a new revelation of God's grace and mercy into this mighty century that we live in where God is on the throne for this generation and they need to hear the truth. And I believe you and I have got it on the inside of us. And I met that lady, like I said, and I said, well, I said, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I don't know if, I don't know if you experience that. I mean, and that's not because you had too much pizza last night. That's not because you're like weirdo and you need medication or you're on medication. That's just because God loves to speak with his people. It's called communication. Try live without it. Get into solitary confinement and find out what that's like to be on your own. God loves speaking with his children. I love it too. I love hearing the voice of God. Anyway, he says to me, that lady is incredibly ill and today you're going to pray a miracle over her life. I thought the musicians are coming up. She's over already. And anyway, uh, um, and speak a miracle over her life. So I said, lady, I don't know what it is, but right now you're suffering some kind of illness. She didn't look ill. She looked quite okay. So you're you're stepping right out. You're like stepping straight out over this. Like, here we go. And, uh, and I just said that to her, and, and uh, she said, how did you know? And I said, because God told me to pray for you and believe for a miracle this morning. And, and, and honestly, they haven't heard that kind of stuff. This is like Bartimaeus sitting on the road, you know. He's heard about this Christ that's coming. He can hear him coming. He can't see him, but he's heard about Jesus coming to town. And Jesus wants to come into our world, into our lives, into our circumstances every day. And so I was just the voice, just the servant that made that a possibility that day. Anyway, so I said, well, here's the deal. Can I invite myself to have lunch with you both? And they kind of, he he looked at his wife, you know, and in the end they said, come on. And I just sat down with them, just sat down with them, just real as you could be. And and shared just my story with them, really. Just a story. You've all got a story. Whoever you are, you've got a story. And mostly it highlights that Jesus is Lord. Mostly it's about the goodness of God. We've all got a story. And I shared that with them. Next thing, they're saying, well, man, how can we, can we get some of this and end up praying with them? They receive Christ as their saviour. I go back to their room with them, anoint her with some of her own perfume, and, she, and then forgot all about it because it's not about us. It's not about, you know, could we become famous because it's not about us. It's about God revealing his love to people who are broken. And that's what the cross is all about. It's broken people who need. What have they heard? 
Have they heard that they're not good enough? Have they heard that she already had a written document that said she's going to die? She already had a document that said with the leukemia you've got, you will not survive another year. Now here we are right now. We're eight years down the track from that. She's still a friend of mine and still alive and worshiping God in a church like this because Jesus is on the throne. Now the reality is, see, sometimes we want to have all the, you know, the, I mean, get Daniel up, get some nice music happening. Then we might get a miracle. But you know, when you're in, a, oh, well, not Daniel. Let's get... Your name? Chris. Chris. Let's get Chris up. Make some good music. I was only, this is just part of the story. I didn't really need him there, but, but it's good that he's there. Because I'm saying this. Some of us can't operate in the Holy Spirit until we get Chris playing some nice notes. But when you're in an elevator and it's silent, all you've got is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be at those classes this week. If you catch one thing out of it, that you can hear the Holy Spirit in your world and walk with that, you'll change the world around you. I promise you, you'll change the world around you and, 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 and get used to it. And uh, time's up. We didn't get, I told you, we'll be lucky to get to the notes. Here's what I do want to finish with though. I want to, Boy, I, I just really sense today God's going to unlock people. I felt this today. God's going to unlock people to be the voice of God in your generation. God's going to unlock people to not be fearful any longer because we, and sometimes we're fearful because of what we've been taught. Sometimes we get taught a whole lot of bull. Religion will lock you up, I'll tell you. Religion will kill everything about you. You know, I, I remember when I just got born again, I got born again. On Tuesday, the 10th of October, 1978, at 10 p.m. at night, I got born again. I gave my life to Christ. Just the most remote. You, 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 I think your series right now is Weekend to Change the World. That was a weekend that changed my entire world. It not only changed my world, it changed my entire family. Every single person in my family got born again after that. My uncles, my aunts, my father, my mother, my cousins, everybody in our family got born again because of that one weekend. One weekend when I met Jesus Christ, I was one of the out of control people in our city. I had the biggest parties you could ever have. I loved life. I still do. I love life. Don't get, you know, there's people that love life and don't want to be a part of the church because they think it's going to lock you down and make you boring and you lose all your excitement and you lose all your party spirit and all that sort of stuff. But we should have the biggest parties you've ever heard of. I never stopped having parties, friend. I just shifted the, the, the intention, I just shifted the dynamic and the Holy Spirit turned up at my party. Used to be the tequila and the whiskey, but then the Holy Spirit, a diff, just a different spirit, that's all it is. And so I still invited everybody in my street. They wanted to be there because I'm a nice guy and they, they're turning up at my parties and next thing, my entire street got lit up with the love of God. Lit up with the love of God. Oh boy, never used to know. Just used to be party animal time and crazy and stuff like that. I remember getting invited one day, well not invited, had to go because three houses down the street, a massive fight was breaking out and people trying to kill each other. And, and I don't know if you understand the Maori culture in our nation. Some of you have seen the movies. And uh, I remember going down trying to do something with it and it was just crazy. It was crazy. I nearly got killed myself. I went back home. Two weeks later, I get born again. 
a week after I'm born again, the same trouble happens down the street. I turn up this morning, it's no longer Don McDonnell. I've been infected with the blood, the life-changing, powerful blood of Jesus Christ. And I turned up in that home and I rebuked the devil and the devil left and she fell on the floor under the power of God and got born again in Jesus' Name. And I wanna tell you, God wants to use you to change your environment, change your city. It literally says in here that when they got infected with the love of God, that they, the, the place they were praying in began to shake and they turned the city up the other way, right way up in Jesus' name. It's not difficult. How did it start? I was born again about a, two days. I got born again on that amazing Tuesday night. The next day I went to work. I'm a Christian now and I had not one ounce of teaching on it, but I had passion and fire. I was infectious. I was contagious, friend. I was so flipping contagious. If you got anywhere near me, something was going to happen. And I turned up at my, because I, I was the boss and I had 16 people working for me. I, we had a building company, other companies as well, but there was a, I walked into the staff room that day and I said, guys, I'm calling a meeting. And all I had was the Bible he gave me the night before. It was a huge, I don't even see one around here that big. They don't have them that big any longer. You're all iPhone this big fat book and I went in there and I said this book is going to change our lives guys then I was kind of ugly what have they heard I said you're all going to hell but I hadn't been taught I didn't even know all I was knew that yesterday I was hell bound and today I was heaven bound so it's the only message only message it was the first message I've ever talked about actually and I said you're all going to hell I'm going to heaven you guys want to turn that around and of course they rubbished the daylights out of me they gave me a really hard time but my best friend who worked for me went out surfing that night his name's Gary he went out surfing that night I hadn't even read this in the Bible yet alright he went out surfing that night because we are into surfing and he, he arrived at my place at 10 o'clock this is the day after I got saved on Wednesday night at 10 o'clock rat-a-tat-tat on the door and it's Gary and I'm like mate what's going on and he says you're right and I'm like what do you mean and he said I'm out surfing tonight hanging 10 out at um, Cooper's Beach and Jesus came walking across the water and told me that you're right. Now, how the hang did he ever see that? I don't know. I didn't even know it was in the book that Jesus could walk on water at that stage. I didn't have a clue. But he turned up and he said, so I've come here to get what you've got. And that night, my best friend got born again. And I want to tell you, it's like, what have they heard? What have they heard? It's no good giving an ugly message without loving people. We've got to love them into the kingdom. But hearing the voice of God would be the greatest key in your life. And I finished with this thought, okay? So it was like a week after I got born again. And I had all sorts of businesses. And one of them was a security business. And I could come and make your house secure so no robbers could get in. And it was a very, very financially blessed business. And because people are fear, because they live in fear, you could, you could capitalize on fear. And I was capitalising on fear. So you'd be afraid of your front door. I'd get in there and tell you, you should be afraid of that window, that window. You should be afraid of the back door. You should be afraid of this. And before long, I could mount it up and we could easily spend 10K on your place just in a day out of fear. And I went, I remember I went to these old people's place and I talked them up and I told them, boy, someone's going to get in there and take you out. You won't be able to get out your own front door now because I'll put such a lock on it. They'll get in there and they'll kill you before you can get out your own front door. And they said, well, could you please put one on there as well? One on here, one on there. 
and I capitalized on it, on their fear. And I did it and I gave them the bill right there and then. It was a cash business and I got the money off them and I was driving down the road. I got in my car, I've been born again like, like four days. Born again, my spirit's different, my heart's different. I feel the love of God. I'm contagious with the love of God. I can feel it pumping through my veins. The passion of Jesus set me free and delivered me. And as I'm driving down the road, he speaks to me and he says, you've done the wrong thing. You just ripped off those elderly people. And I want you to go back and put it right. I turned the car around, my van, sorry, went back. And I walked in there and I said, I've done the wrong thing by you guys. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, listen, I capitalized on your fear. When on the inside of me, I carry the greatest truth that man could ever know. And I said, just last week, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and he came into my heart and all the fear left and all the pain left. And I know what it is to live in hope and live in victory. And I came in here today and I capitalized on your fear and charged you some ungodly amount that it doesn't matter now. But I got the check out, which I don't even know if you have those here. Check, they're a thing of the past really. And I got it out and I ripped it up in front of them. And I said, your job's free. Your job's free because I would far sooner feel right in here. I'd far sooner know what it is to be responsive to the voice of God and know the conviction. I don't need rules in my life. I don't need your religious dogma. I, I don't need the rules that lock me down and cripple me from being a great message for the world to hear. But what I do need to hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he said, go back and put it right. I put it right. They both broke down and they began to weep in front of me. And I had the wonderful opportunity just one week into being a Christian of leading this dear elderly couple to Christ because it's his love that'll change the world. It's not our good deeds. It's not what we do. It's his love flowing through our veins, the resurrection power of Jesus. What's this weekend all about? It'll change your world. It changed mine. It can change your tomorrow. It can change your workplace, friend. It can change everything you do. And today, I want to finish by saying, Jesus Christ wants to give you the incredible capacity, because He's always enlarging us, the incredible capacity to carry more than you've ever carried before and change your world. To be the voice that'll make a difference when you turn up. It's not hard. It's not hard. Just be the voice. And like I said before, not necessarily speaking, it's your actions, it's what you do. My dear mother, like I said, I led my entire family to Christ. My dear mother died one year ago, two days ago actually. My dear mother, 87 years old and she went to heaven. And uh, I thank God that I had the privilege of being instrumental in her getting saved many years ago. But she rung me up. And she rang up and she, this is the day she collapsed and the ambulance was picking her up and she said, I've got to make a call. And she called me up. I live two hours from where she lives. And she called up and she said, Donald, I'm going to heaven today and I'd love you to come and see me before I go. So I jumped in my car and I drove the two hours to, to make it to my mother's, um, I hate calling it a deathbed, but her hospital bed where she was laying. And there she was, she was sitting up, they had her propped up. She had a grin from ear to ear to ear actually. And she's smiling at me and she says, Donald, I'm so glad you came because I wanna pray for you today before I go to heaven. And uh, right there, my mother, my beautiful dear 87 year old mother, 
She started to pray for me. I mean, mate, you know, what, what Heather said this morning, you know, it's what you do to others that bounces back. And she was such an amazing, and she, and she prayed just the most beautiful prayer. And she said, God, I pray that you'd continue to open up opportunities for my son, Donald. I thank you for the anointing you've put on his life. And that as he travels and preaches the gospel, he would see thousands come into the kingdom. And I pray over his family right now. And then she finished her prayer and she said, now if you could just, just please pray for me because I'm going to meet Jesus now. And I prayed and I said, God, and I was weeping because you go to someone who you're, you're thinking they need you, but the prayer was so powerful. And then as I prayed for my dear mother and I said, God, I want to thank you for my beautiful mother. And right now I ask your angels to come and receive her spirit and usher her into the heavenly glory that you have already secured for her. And she went, and with a smile on her face, she disappeared and stepped through that veil that we call death. And she stepped into an eternal life with a living, glorious God. Death is not ugly, friend. I want to tell you, well, death is ugly. But when you know it, that Jesus died on the cross and hung there for you, so you could step through and step into an everlasting capacity of life. And all my mother did that day was step through. Probably praying for me right now probably cheering me on from the grandstands of heaven. What have they heard? What are they hearing from you? Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com. 